Welcome to our new podcast series, Street Cred, powered by Cowan's Washington Research Group. Our resident policy pirates are planning to release interesting, insightful episodes weekly spanning key issue areas. We landed on the title Street Cred since Cowan's Washington Research Group lives at, and you could argue lives for, that all-important intersection of Wall Street and K Street. In the coming weeks and months, you'll hear regularly from Jarrett Seberg hosting the aptly named Tip of the Seberg, Rick Weissenstein conducting your monthly checkup, and Chris Kruger as the dashing leading man in Nightmare on K Street. Since recovering health and biotech, financial and housing, trade and tax, as well as political analysis, you can say that this new podcast series will keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise but only if you rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Street Cred. Hello, and welcome to my nightmare, Nightmare on K Street, where I, Cowan's Chris Kruger, will attempt to translate K Street to Wall Street faster than a speeding Acela. On today's episode, Chris will give you the latest on COVID relief efforts going on on Capitol Hill, give you an update on the 2020 presidential elections, including the vice presidential selection process, and even tease some Supreme Court retirement rumors. Welcome back, Chris. I would say what's going on, but what isn't going on? Let's kick it off with the sharpener. Right, the sharpener. One thing listeners need to know about what's going on or not in Washington will go with the earlier Uh, We believe the final uh, phase four bill will be concluded by the end of the month. Uh, We're looking at a three-part targeted bill totaling approximately another trillion dollars onto the uh, national debt. Uh, The three components, number one, approximately $500 billion in aid to the states and municipalities. Number two, a liability shield for businesses, schools, houses of worship, et cetera, for COVID-19 related claims. And then finally, number three, probably the most controversial, what to do with that July 31 fiscal cliff, the unemployment insurance benefits, which expire at the end of this month, $600 per week for approximately 31 million Americans. Our base case is that that's probably shrunk in half to about $300 per week. You could also see some income stabilizers basing those payments off of state unemployment levels. Uh, and maybe even a back-to-work bonus in the mix, but we believe this will be the uh, fifth and final bill related to the pandemic and recession uh, before the elections in November. Let's, Let's get to the main course here. What about 2020? Let's get your latest thinking on the race. A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. In 2020, I think bottom line, every day the election is a referendum on Trump. It's it's a win for Biden. Uh, we think without a, a meaningful course correction from Trump, uh, Biden and the Senate are on a trajectory for a for a blue wave. Uh, you know, Trump, the Trump campaign, I think, does have this three prong strategy that could work if Trump had sort of the the precision and self control to to really dial it in. But their three prong strategy. Number one, convince voters that that President Trump is better than Vice President Biden at creating jobs. That is still the one area where uh, the president holds a a polling advantage uh, over Biden. Number two, lay out a narrative that Trump will be tougher than Biden on China. And finally, number three, that Trump will keep communities safer than Biden. 
Um, but candidly, you know, all of Trump's conduct over the past couple of weeks hasn't focused on any of those three things. Um, and in our opinion, Trump seems increasingly disconnected from from the body politic and really has this sort of tin ear and lack of self-control on these enormous issues sweeping the sweeping the country. So I think there's still time to execute on that three point plan, though nothing we've seen suggests that uh, Trump can can refocus and stay out of his own way for the next 17 weeks. Tis the season for Veep stakes. Chris, would you break down Joe Biden's calculation for who he's going to pick as his running mate? Obviously has has declared that he's going to pick a female um, for his vice presidential candidate. Uh, and uh, there's some thinking, obviously, that he would pick a minority woman, which really refines the universe of possibilities down to just a few uh, folks. So uh, please, your thoughts on that. So on the, the vice presidential pick, I mean, I think more than anything, it's governed by a political Hippocratic oath, right? Do, do no harm. So most picks tend to sort of gravitate towards a safe pick. And the safe pick is still probably Senator Kamala Harris from California. I think there are probably three other um, uh, candidates in the in sort of tier one. Uh, Congresswoman Val Demings from Orlando. She was an impeachment manager in the House, also the former Orlando police chief. Then you have the Atlanta mayor, uh, Keisha Bottoms, who unfortunately just tested positive for, for COVID-19. But I think she was you know, an early supporter of of. Uh, Biden's candidacy, Georgia, you know, increasingly looking like it could be competitive. And I think finally, I'd say Tammy Duckworth, Senator from Illinois, uh, Purple Heart uh, recipient, uh, uh, combat amputee, is someone whose stature has really um, increased over the past couple of weeks with the Russia bounty gate uh, scandal. Uh, and I think that uh, could also be a, an interesting pick. But those are those are the, the the big four. Obviously, Amy Klobuchar has taken herself out of the running. So I think those are probably the four to watch. And we expect that pick uh, in, in the coming weeks. Last but not least, the tightener. Please uh, send us off with some wisdom about what we might see around the bend. Well, look, you know, it's uh, uh, there, there's a long way to go, but you're continuing to hear more sort of chatter about a, another potential Supreme Court vacancy. I think most going into the year would have thought that that could have been Clarence Thomas, but there's you know increasing commentary that uh, Justice Alito might be stepping down. So why would Alito step down? Well, he's you know, he's he's 70 plus, And I think he would want to avoid a, an RBG scenario where if he's looking at the polling, he's looking at maybe the Senate flipping and being locked in that seat for another four years. Now, this could be the course correction that Trump needs to really juice conservative turnout and really focus the election once again, as it was in 2016, on the fate of the court. Judges continuing to be uh, one of the president and the Republican Senate's uh, great achievements for, for right or wrong, uh, confirming their 200th federal judge last week. So that's that's something to keep an eye on that could be a, a meaningful uh, potential for a course correction uh, in this race that, that will end on November 3rd.
as much of a chore as it would be to confirm a new justice at this time, uh, it might recenter the debate and refocus the debate for McConnell and Trump, and they probably wouldn't mind it all that much considering how things are going. Very, very interesting stuff. Chris, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, and um, uh, we'll be hopefully be, uh, be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. The pleasure has all been on this side of your earbuds. This has been Cowan's Chris Kruger letting you know this wasn't a dream. This has been Nightmare on K Street. Thank you.